Hello, and thank you for joining the podcast Emergency Minute. Your host is an emergency medicine physician who brings over 20 years of experience in healthcare. Dr. Parente will take you through some of the trending topics and challenges faced in the ER and all of healthcare. Join in the fight against misinformation. And don't forget to follow on social media at Dr. J. Parente. Now, here's your host, Dr. John Parente. Everybody, and thank you for taking the time to listen to Emergency Minute. Coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio, sunny January day. Let's get started. Subject for today's podcast is going to be reasons to go to the emergency department if you think you have the flu. The vast majority of patients that come to the emergency department with flu actually don't need to be there. So rather than berate my patients, you know, I got nothing but love for you and be negative. I'm going to turn this into something positive and explain to everybody reasons that you would be concerned and then you would go to the emergency department. Reason number one would be shortness of breath. So if you are having a difficult time breathing, if you find yourself wheezing or short of breath, that would be a reason to come to the emergency department. A lot of times we see this with asthmatics who develop a bronchospasm, which is a spasm of the bronchioles, the lungs, and often do require breathing treatments or sometimes steroids in more severe cases. So this can definitely happen from influenza. Obviously, if you're to the point where you're changing colors, you're gray, you're blue, probably a good reason to go to the emergency department at that point. That's pretty rare. Second reason to go to the emergency department would be chest pain. Now, we're not talking about the my body hurts all over pain because that certainly is something that we see every day with influenza, COVID, and other viruses. Your entire body sort of aches. More specifically, we're talking about pain in the center of your chest with some radiation, sometimes into your shoulder, your back, your jaw. Those are concerning symptoms. Of course, if you have any exertional symptoms, meaning you run up a flight of stairs and then you get pain in your chest, that would be something that would be concerning. Now, to remember the point of the podcast here today, the vast majority of our patients don't really need to be in the emergency department with influenza. A lot of our patients are young and healthy, and they just feel like death because influenza is absolutely horrible and miserable. So cardiac disease and cardiac issues in someone who is young and otherwise healthy in the setting of influenza would be extraordinarily rare, but it is certainly possible. Another type of chest pain that we would be on the lookout for would be something called pleurisy, which is where you have sort of a worsening pain with deep breathing. More often than not, the pleurisy is simply from the virus itself, from the inflammation, can also be from a pneumonia at times. But as an ER physician, we are trained to think of the worst case scenario. So of course we worry about PE or pulmonary embolism, blood clot in the lungs. Now, influenza as a virus that stands on its own is not an independent risk factor for blood clots. However, COVID is, so something to consider if you have COVID, but that is not the purpose of this podcast. All right. Number three reason to go to the emergency department would be dehydration. Now, we get this a lot in the emergency department where patients tell us that they're dehydrated when in fact they are not. So what are the signs and symptoms of dehydration? Well, the first and foremost, you're going to have tachycardia, elevated heart rate. However, that may be difficult to sort of figure out because if you have a virus such as influenza, your heart rate is likely to be elevated regardless. So really the best thing to do is look at your urine, as crazy as that sounds. So urine output is the single best marker for dehydration. However, I'm guessing the vast majority of my patients and those of you listening out there are probably not peeing into containers and measuring how much you are actually urinating. Although if you are, that's kind of weird, but you know, whatever you do, you. The more likely method is to look at the color and the consistency of your urine. If it's starting to look like motor oil and it's thick and brown, you ought to go to your local emergency department. 
if you start to urinate and you can actually hear the nephrons uh, coming from your kidneys and hitting the back of the toilet, you may want to seek help. But for the most part, you just want to have really more clear the urine, the more hydrated you are. So look for any discoloration and look for the frequency of urination as well. Obviously you need to be urinating several times per day. If that stops to happen, make sure you come in and then at that point you would benefit from an IV. So why do we get dehydrated? Well, with any virus, specifically flu, which does tend to really elevate your temperature compared to other viruses, your heart rate and your respiratory rate elevate significantly. And when that happens, you become dehydrated pretty quickly. And so this is the concern. Now, it seems that doctors have been saying since the beginning of time to make sure you drink plenty of fluids, get plenty of nutrition when you are sick. And so there actually is a lot of science behind why we tell that to patients all the time. All right, reason number four to go to the emergency department, if you think you have the flu or you do have the flu is if you think it's something other than the flu. Exactly. So remember that influenza can last for a very long time. So the old rule of thumb used to be that if you had a fever greater than five days, that could be something that was dangerous and you should get that checked out. COVID and flu definitely crushed the narrative that you're supposed to get checked out after five days of fever because unfortunately with both of those viruses, the temperature elevation can last for a very long time. It can be seven days, 10 days, even up to 14 days with COVID. So that is not necessarily, so that narrative kind of goes out the window in that scenario. However, you can develop what's called a post-viral pneumonia several days or weeks after the initial viral infection. So if that's the case, you may start to develop like a productive cough. You can get some pleuritic chest pain. You can start having persistent fevers, feel short of breath. And at that point, it may be worthwhile to get checked out, to get your oxygen levels looked at, and you know maybe get some breathing treatments and a chest x-ray to see if you have a post-viral or post-influenza pneumonia. At the end of the day, I think you know we've forgotten how miserable and nasty flu can be. There's been this virus going around, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, called COVID-19, sort of enveloped the world for the last three years. And that's all seemingly anyone can talk about. We sort of took a vacation from flu last year, but this year flu has been pretty nasty. And I think everyone just truly forgot how nasty it is. And so what we're seeing is this influx of patients coming to the emergency department that wish to be tested for flu and wish to be treated for flu. When in reality, the testing of flu really doesn't change that much other than maybe stay away from people that, you know, you would be concerned about, which you should probably do anyways, if you're a decent human being, right? Like you don't want to have like flu or COVID or something like that. And then go visit grandma who's getting like chemotherapy or go visit like the newborn baby. And a lot of times people will say then that they want the treatment. And we do have Tamiflu, which is a really horrible medicine that's extremely expensive with awful side effects of tremendous nausea. You know, the pharmaceutical companies don't want you to hear this, but Tamiflu is pretty nasty. And what's interesting is they did an initial study that they sponsored that looked at Tamiflu as an effective treatment for influenza. Basically, what they found is that it sort of shortened the duration of the flu by maybe 24 hours at the most, and maybe it lessened some of the severity of the symptoms. However, numerous other studies that were conducted, not sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies, we've really found that it really doesn't shorten the duration of your symptoms, maybe by a few hours or so, honestly. And then of course, the unintended side effect of increased nausea and vomiting. What's more fun than having the flu, having the flu, and also having vomiting. So unless you're experiencing one of those symptoms that we talked about in this podcast, difficulty breathing, chest pain, dehydration, or if you're truly concerned, it could be something else. There's probably no reason to come to the emergency department. Another thing that we see with influenza is the persistence of fevers. I get a lot of parents telling me, I cannot get this fever to break. 
And that happens for a couple of reasons. Number one, the dosing on the side of the box for the over-the-counter Tylenol and Motrin is always extraordinarily low because they don't want people to make mistakes and then end up overdosing their child on that medication. Secondly, flu is just a nasty virus, and it unfortunately does have persistent fevers despite taking Tylenol and Motrin around the clock. So that's something that you're going to see. But at the end of the day, everybody defines what is an emergency differently. And if you truly have concerns about your health and your well-being, I welcome you to come to the emergency department and we're happy to take a look at you, even if it's just to give you some reassurance that you're doing. Hope you enjoyed episode one of Emergency Minute Influenza. And if you did, show us some love on Spotify or feel free to hit me up with any questions on just about any social media platform at Dr. J Parente. Take care. Let's uh, talk again next week. Peace, love, and happiness to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us this week on Emergency Minute. Join us next time for more hard-hitting discussions on some of today's issues in healthcare. Don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify or follow on social media at Dr. J Parente.